It's good to be back here at Bethel. <clears throat> Ask for your continued prayers as I travel amongst the Lord's people, uh, that they may be edified and fed. Um, I have a strong burden uh, now to uh, go and help out other churches uh, when they stand in need of a pastor uh, or need me to fill in for them. And <clears throat> I need your strength and I need your power to the God who has all power uh, to be with me, be with my family, um, and also to be here with you as we're apart. I love my family and I love being at home. Kids love being here. Um, so I just ask for your continued prayers on that behalf. What's been on my mind this afternoon uh, for a short while is the, the power of prayer. Um, I think that's uh, God's given us the, the power of prayer as one of our greatest uh, blessings that God gives to the child of God. That's something that I put down a lot of times that I don't pick up enough. I don't think we use it as much as we probably should. And that starts with me. And I just want to encourage you here this little bit this afternoon on picking that up and going to the God who has all power and using that prayer, the prayer of faith, the prayer to the God who can do all things, who has all power and can deliver us to whatever we stand in need of. I love it. I love you and ask you to pray here while we're here this afternoon. In Psalm 61, David is, uh, has a prayer. And this is an earnest prayer. He says, hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. He's petitioning the God of heaven. He's asking him to attend unto his words that he's going before. He says, hear it. The Lord hears everything. He knows our thoughts before we can even ask him. Uh, don't be misunderstood. So he is, has a strong desire for the Lord to hear his prayer. He hears the prayer of all ch uh, the children, of his elect, who cry unto him both night and day. No matter what time of the day it is, no matter what time of the night, the Lord is always there when we need him. He's always there. He always has been. He says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's get, he taught us how to pray. He's given us the throne of grace that we can come unto. He's given us the church to come to worship him. He's called ministers to preach his glorious gospel. We're to come to church, but he, he's given us the throne of grace that we can find mercy, grace and help in time of need. He didn't give us that to not go to it. He didn't give us a throne of judgment. He gave us the throne of grace that we can come boldly unto. And how are we supposed to do that? Through prayer. He didn't set that up for us to neglect that. <laughs> you know, to do a lot of knee worship. <laughs> you know, to practice a lot of kneeology. And I need it. I know you need it. We need the prayers of those we love. Here David is going up earnestly. Hear my cry specifically. Not the cry of his people, but he's in a time of desperate need. And he says, hear it, O Lord. Hear my words unto you this day. Hear my cry, O God, attend. I said before, when we come, we attend certain things in life. We come to attend church on Sunday mornings when the doors are open. We're to attend those things. A lot of things we have to uh, attend to. But he's asking the God of all glory, the one that says, peace be still. The one that Nebuchadnezzar said he has all power in heaven and earth. You know, he, he has all power in heaven amongst the inhabitants of the earth. 
I mean, he understood that when he thought he was doing it all by himself, but he understood this is the God that he's going to. This is the God David is, is crying unto, but he's asking him, the ruler of the universe, to attend unto something he's going to. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When it talks about crying in the word of God, it's not talking, a lot of times it's not talking about sorrow, but it's crying unto the God that loves you and never forsake you. He's there for you. We believe in a God of providence. We believe in a God of providence and the, all his, the elects, uh, you know, walk here in this life. And we need to be led. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will what? He shall direct thy path. It's not based on all your faults and then a few, you know, good ways. And all, all right, I'll direct their path. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart, he shall direct your path. That is a path of providence. You know, 20 years ago, I got a phone call from my mom and dad. And they said, come visit us in Atlanta. And I never thought 20 years ago, all from a simple phone call, to come see them in Atlanta, Georgia, that I'd be here this afternoon, 20 years later, with four kids. <laughs> I met my wife that night. You know, I went to go see my mom and dad, but I, looking back, I can't help but to see the providential hand of my God leading me that afternoon. My boss was a money-hungry tycoon, and I never thought in a million years he would let me off on that Friday afternoon when he, I, I was on the road working and it wasn't going too good in sales. So he's like, what are we taking you off the road? Okay, I just want you to see this real quick. He took me off the road and put me in their office collecting uh, letters, stamping them, sending them out, trying to collect money. I mean, he was raking it in and he was a, a slave driver. I was like, there's no way he's letting me off to come to, you know, early to meet at church that Friday night. Well, short story long, it all happened. And here I am 20 years later. The Lord works in his children's life. And he hears the prayers. And he hears your cry. Because he's good. He's greatly to be praised. Oh, God, intend to my prayer. This is David. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. My heart's overwhelmed a lot. There's a lot going on in my life. There's a lot going on in your life. There's a lot going on in every child's heart of the king. But he hears us. He does. Isn't that wonderful? He can attend to your prayer when you go to him and recognize him as the God of all grace and of all mercy and of all providence. He says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock. I, I just love that song. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. David wants to be led to something bigger and greater, more stable. You know, he was the rock of Israel. He was the strength of Israel, but he was the rock of Israel all his life. You know, Moses smote the rock. That was Jesus. He, he, here David says, lead me to the rock. That's Jesus Christ. Lead me. That's where it's all as well. That's where I want to be led. I talk to my kids a lot of times. I want them to be led in the right direction. Make, make sure who you're following. You know, you, you may be, need to be the leader. I'm telling you, when you lead you to the rock of ages who's never let you down or never forsake you, and he will always be there and be attentive to your cries, that's where I want to be led. Don't leave me anywhere else. Lead me to the house of God. He, Jesus said, my house is a house of prayer. That's where I want to be led. That's where I want to go. David says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know, he talks earlier in the Psalms about leading, and you can go to a lot of places in the, the Word of God talking about being led. And you look at Psalms 5 and 7, 8. 
And he says, but as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy. And in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness. Not my righteousness, but lead me in your righteousness. It's right. It's good. You know, in Deuteronomy 32.4, it talks about the rock. It talks about, it says, he is the rock. <laughs> Not nothing else. He is the rock. His work is perfect. It always has been perfect. Who can deny that? He is the rock. He's telling you, he, you know, he is, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. You know, he told Moses, he said, you tell him. When I, he was going get, to get my children up out of Egypt. He says, I am that I am. Well, here he's saying, he is the rock. I am the rock. Okay? My work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth. Remember, he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's truth personified. He's something that will not lie to you. He's not a God that he shall lie or repent. He says his work is perfect for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. He is the rock. Lead me to that rock. That's where I want to go. I want to go to Jesus. When they come to be healed, where did they come? They came to Jesus. Jesus came to his children along the way as well. But if I, you're going to be led here in this life, I want to lead, go to Jesus. Lead me to that rock. Why? Because it's higher than I. It's higher than David was in his own eyes. It's higher than a lot of God's children. That's the right way to go. I love that psalm. You, uh, you know, talking about the power of prayer. I can't think, you know, and the God of providence. You know, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. I think all God's children have a cup to bear. You know, we all have a cross to pick up and follow Jesus. Lead me. Lead me along the way. He says, uh, Psalms 1, lead me not into the way of the wicked. You know, there's, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. There's a straight gate and a narrow way that leadeth unto life. And there's straight as the gate and broad as the way that leadeth to destruction. You know, he told in Isaiah, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You've got choices to make. Which way are you being led here this afternoon? We need to be led to the throne of grace. We need to be in prayer. It's a vital part of the child of God's makeup and condition here in this life. No matter what we face, no matter what we go up against, if we come into the house of God, we need to come in prayer. Prayer for the Spirit to be with us, to give liberty to the preacher and give liberty in the pews. There's much to be in prayer about. I mean, from sun up to sundown, we're to go to the God and He hears our cries. Attend unto me, O Lord. It's personal. It's personal with you. He careth for you. Cast your cares upon Him, Peter says, for He careth for you. I mean, how much more encouragement do you want? <laughs> you know, you look at James chapter 5, or, you know, Philippians 4 13, we'll go, go there. He says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your what? Your request be known unto God. You know, Nehemiah being the cupbearer, he hears about their destruction and the walls coming down. And the book of Nehemiah is all about providence from start to finish. But what I find interesting in the first couple of chapters, uh, Nehemiah is hearing this bad, this bad news and he's highly upset. And he's nothing but a civil servant here under the king. And it says, And they said unto me, the, the remnant that are left of the captivity that are in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. That's not good news. 
It wasn't good news to him. And it says in verse 4, And it came to pass when I heard these words. How many times have we heard bad news and we're just cast down and destroyed a little bit? Well, what, what's Nehemiah do? What's the first thing that he does? He says he sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed. And prayed before the God of heaven. A lot of times I, I forget who I'm praying to. I really do. He's the God of heaven and earth who has all power, who works his will among the armies of heaven and the inhabitants of the earth. That's the God I'm talking about. That's the God I'm encouraging here this afternoon to go to. I forget just how strong he is, how powerful he is, how providential he is, how merciful he is. I go to him a lot of ways that just, I don't know, but that's who I'm trying to tell you and to look to. This afternoon, he says that he prayed before God of heaven. And it goes on down and he says this prayer to God. And it, <clears throat> in chapter 2, and this is like, to me, it's like the moment of truth. This is like, uh, <laughs> just read with me a little bit. It's this good stuff. <laughs> it says, it came to pass in the month of Nisan, the 20th year, Texaris, the king, the wine was before him. And I took up the wine and I gave it to the king. He was the cupbearer. I mean, he was his right-hand man. He... You know, he was protect the king from swallowing anything, eating anything, you know, that was going to kill him. Everybody didn't like the king. Nobody likes the president. You know, this is somebody who was going to taste what was fixing to go before the king. I mean, <clears throat> this is how close he is with him. But there must have been something special about Nehemiah. He had a zeal of God. That's why he prayed to God. They don't tell us anything other about Nehemiah until this point where I just read you a while ago that he, he fasted. And he prayed. So he's got, obviously got a zeal of God already. And it must have been, you know, showed Arctaxeris. I don't even know how you say that, but it's in there. Just read it. <laughs> he said, now, I had not been before time sad in his presence. There's something going on. He says, wherefore, the king said unto me, why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? He's obviously not sick. Well, why are you sad? It's always good to be happy in front of the king. So something's wrong. The king is very noticeable unto him. He said, I was so afraid. I was so afraid. I'm afraid a lot of times here in this life. I'm not going to tell you never to be afraid, never be scary, never be anxious. It's easier said than done. <laughs> it's a lot easier said than done. But we're not to be that way. The Lord's commanded us. He's merciful. He's good to us. He commands us. It's a lot of things are a lot easier said than done, but we can go to him. He says, I was very sore afraid. Here's the, this is the moment of truth in my mind. He's fixing to ask him his request. And he, he's fixing to have to, you know, a lot of times I say something, and if I get the wrong answer, it's done. I'm not getting, you know, a second chance to do what's upon my heart. He says, he said unto the king, let the king live forever. That's what they always said. Live forever, king. <laughs> you know, to try to pump them up. A lot of times you say a lot of stuff to some people, you just try to build them up a little bit before you get a little encouraged before you ask them the question. I tell Talitha that all the time. He say, you better, you know, <laughs> word your <laughs> questions here right. He says, I was very sore afraid. And the king said, he said, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad? Why should it be sad when I've just heard that what's going on there? Ezra's efforts to rebuild the, king, uh, the walls and everything else has gone to waste. It's not happening. Things are bad. Why shouldn't I be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchers, lieth waste and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? The 
The king said unto me, For what dost thou make requests? I just got to reading what Paul said in the Philippians, make your requests made known unto God. He says, For what dost thou make requests? So he did what? Before he made the request, he prayed to God. And you read on through Nehemiah, it talks about how he set people in it and uh, set them up to build the wall. And he set certain places and he, he went on, he eventually ends up building the wall. In verse, uh, chapter, verse 2, he's telling, he says, and then I said unto the people, he was trying to, he's, you see the distress we're in, how Jerusalem lieth waste and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. He says, then I told them of the hand of my God that was good upon me. He wouldn't have got to this point if God didn't provide them a way <laughs> with the king. He wouldn't have got to this point if the God wasn't good to him <laughs> through prayer. And the Lord heard his prayer. He gave him a, pretty much a red carpet ride out of there <laughs> back to Jerusalem to build the wall. None of that would have happened if God wanted to intervene. He went to the Lord in prayer. He knew where his strength came from. He knew where the rock of his salvation was. Lead me to the rock. Lead me back, Lord. He prayed to be out from underneath the king through the forest. He, you know, he got papers to go through it. I mean, he got the red carpet treatment out of there when it looked bleak. I got the red carpet treatment 20 years ago out of a slave-driving, money-hungry guy that I never thought in a million years would do. I didn't build a wall. I've built a lot, a lot of things in the last 20 years. I'm telling you, the Lord's good. He said, I told him of the hand of my God, which is good upon me. You're telling me this afternoon you can't look back over the years and years and tell people that you come across how good the hand of the Lord has been to you. Not because of your goodness, not because of your righteousness, because he's good and he's merciful. He's good to his elect. He was good to Nehemiah. Nehemiah's encouraging them by telling the people how good the Lord has been to me. I told them the hand of my God, which is good upon me, is also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Your hands can be strengthened. You may be weak, but you can go to the Lord in prayer and he can give you the strength you stand in need of. He's your very present help in time of need. Prayer is powerful. Let's pick it up. Let's arise and build the wall together here. I look forward to a couple of weeks from now where we can all meet together. I look forward to next Sunday. I look forward to each time that I can come with you. And in the meantime, let's be in much prayer for one another. Let's bear one another's burdens. That's what it, the Lord told us to do in his scriptures, to bear one another's burdens. But how do we do that? We can do that to prayer, to a God of all grace and all glory. And he deserves us honestly to come to him in prayer in thanksgiving and supplications making our requests made known unto the God the king of kings and the lord of lords just don't forget who we're praying to we're not talking to a buddy asking for help we're not talking to anybody else we're talking to the rock we're talking to the rock of ages how glorious is that unmovable stable something we can depend on that's who we're going to thank you for your time